0: Hey everybody, this is House of Hope podcast series, presented by Goffman House of Hope. Today's topic is pastoral exhortation, be biblically minded. Our speaker today is Pastor Sunday Adu.
1: Yes, walk on the sound, to God be the glory. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, everybody. Such a great honor for me to. All right, let me use this. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Okay, this better. want to welcome you all in the name of the Lord and also those that are joining us online. I wanted to know that the same anointing that is present in this auditorium is with you where you are. And if today is your first time in this sanctuary, I want you to know that your steps are ordered by the Lord uh, to bless you. All right, um, I'm going to continue on pastoral exhortation part five and this message uh, is going to be a little different Uh, it's not going to be homiletical Uh, by that I mean it's not going to be like a presentation you know theological presentation and it's not going to be hermeneutical. in other words I'm not going to be you know Explaining and explaining and explaining, but it's going to be like snippet of quotes here and there of what, you know, I've spoken before and uh, from contemporary uh, ministers as well on the subject matter of today. So I wanted to pay attention to your screen. I'm going to spend a little time in the Word, but I assure you that we're going to leave this place exactly one o'clock as uh, we have been scheduled to do. So I wanted to, you know, just be attentive. Turn to the person by your side and say, be attentive to God's word today. But let me begin uh, from Ezekiel chapter 4, 4 to 13. Uh, something that we are still going to pray about this week. When I got in touch with this, it really ministered to my heart. Ezekiel 4, uh, 4 to 13. And after that, I'm just going to give the commentary uh, that um, the team gave on this particular portion of the scriptures, Pastoral exhortation, Part 5. God said unto Ezekiel, Lie also on your left side and lay the iniquity of the house of Israel upon it. According to the number of the days that you lie on it, you shall bear their iniquity. For I have laid on you the years of their iniquity. According to the number of the days. 390 days. So you shall bear the iniquity of the house of Israel and when you have completed them, Lie again on your right side. Then you shall bear the iniquity of the house of Judah forty days. I have laid on you a day for each year. Therefore you shall set your face toward the siege of Jerusalem. Your hand shall be uncovered and you shall prophesy against it. And surely I will restrain you so that you cannot turn from one side to another. Till you have ended the days of your siege. Also take for yourself wheat, barley, beans, lentil, millet, and spelt. Put them into one vessel and make bread of them for yourself. During the number of days that you lie on your side, 390 days you shall eat it. And your food which you shall eat shall be by weight. 20 shekels a day. From time to time you shall eat it. You shall also drink water by measure. One sits over him. From time to time, you shall drink, and you shall eat it as barley cakes, and bake it using full of human waste in their sight. Then the Lord said, "So shall the children of Israel eat their defiled bread among the Gentiles, while I will drive them." And the commentary from Prophetic Prayer One Sixty Four says. The one whom God can restrain is the one who is dead. Dead to flesh and fleshy things. Restrain is a life of hardship and discomfort. It is a life of inconvenience. Yet with God, it is a necessary life to greater glory and a life of science. And wonders. That is the mount of signs and wonders. But sometimes it comes from a life of restraint. When God is building a man, one of the things He does is restrain such a man. When He can restrain you, then He can control you. And when He can control you, then you no longer have the flesh tendency. He does not force you, but allows you to submit to the process. He can boast with you like he did Job, like we talked about this morning. He knows that no matter what happens, you no longer live for yourself, but for him. So, how much can God restrain you? That's the question. He can restrain your tongue. So that you no longer respond the way you normally would. Mm -hmm. It can restrain your will so that you no longer desire. And all you desire now is whatever it places in your heart. Mm -hmm. It can restrain your spending and control what portion of your money goes to A, B, and Z. It can restrain your belly so that you do not feed it as you desire. Look at Ezekiel by measure. But he becomes the one who sets the tone for when you feed it and what you feed it. Are you ready to be restrained by the Lord? Prophetic prayer 164, end of quote. November 3rd, 5.27 p.m. The Lord wrote this in my heart. Many believers are on the loose. They are untamable. And unrestrainable. Once they are set on their ways. But as the doulos. The bond slave of God. You cannot be set on your ways. He owns you. And he is the one you must please. So like the gerundipity prophet, Ezekiel, by gerundipity I mean somebody that the Lord, you know, speaks through in dramatic form. In dramatic form. Go and cut a part of your head, go and eat this, do and drink that. That's, you know, the gerundipity prophet. So like Ezekiel, I feel like a prophet under a divine siege. But I live for him who dies for me, my Savior and my God. It is a season that I feel like I'm under divine siege on every side. But the Word of God says, Till I come, give attention to exhortation and to doctrine. And we should not forsake the assembling of one another like the manner of some, Hebrews ten twenty five. So I spoke to you about three things, and today we're going to conclude on the fourth. The first one is fellowship, past exaltation on fellowship, that we should not forsake the assembling of one another, even though we have online church, but um, you should not allow that to be, you know, something that will make you weak spiritually. It should be a means of outreach for us. Should not be an alternative to physical presence. Then the coming of the Lord, that is my second exhortation that the day of the Lord is at near, and um, I exhort you to live and prepare as the day is approaching, because the rapture of the saints is closer to us. The third one is on transformation can get the message on YouTube. Alright? Transformation. The best gift you could give to God is your transformed self. And if transformation happens, I said, it cannot be hidden. It is total. And once you are transformed, it affects everything. The transformation that occurs in a person's inner being affects all his thinking, speaking, and acting. Every part of you is affected if you are transformed. The external consequences become immediately apparent and gradually more explicit. And I went on to say that transformation is one thing the devil cannot replicate. The devil cannot fake a changed life. So in a congregation like this, your progressive transformation should be evidence to all people should be able to look into your storyline and testify to your transformation. Because fellowship is a breeding ground for change. That's why Apostle Paul told his protege Timothy, give your complete attention to these matters. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 15. Throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. Everyone will see your progress. Progress. So I exhort you to let transformation be your guide. Now let me quickly transition to what I have today, and that is about the ministry of the word. About the ministry of the word. Isaiah 42, 21. Isaiah 42, 21. The Lord is well pleased for his righteousness' sake. He will exalt the law and make it honorable. Psalm 138, verse 2. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. God has magnified his word above anything else. February 3rd, 2022 or 2023. By 5: 15 a.m., I received this statement, and I told you, I'm going to speak in snipers today. If we magnify the Bible and study it with the attitude to obey and observe all it says, we will do fewer activities and make more impact. We will become a people of understanding that needs a little human guidance, like I said this morning, to do the will of God. We will become a miracle and a wonder to many. By nature, we will become obedient children enjoying the Father's best. Our soul will will neutralize offenses and turn them into fertilizer for growth. And a deeper love for God and men. Yes. In this wicked and wailing world, we will have peace. What a blessedness, a peace of mind, leaning on the everlasting harm. And saved and secured from all alarms. Leaning on the everlasting arms. We must change our pattern of teaching. From giving manna to teaching people how to seek God for their daily bread. And how to prepare their own meals from God's word. That is the message I gave at Possessing the Nations in 2010. It's a collective message I gave during the convention there. And I said this. We must change our pattern of teaching from giving manner to teaching people how to seek God for their daily bread and how to prepare their home meals from God's word. Our glory as ministers should not be that the people are looking to us for help. But they are searching the scriptures for answers on their own. We must not keep people in bondage. By withholding the key of knowledge From them And in 2015 I made this statement Credited to Bob Whitesell Look to the Bible As your leader The Bible is always with you Rather than giving them Your authority Give them God's word your church should be known as a place where people look to the Bible and not to you for the answers. It takes the focus off the pastor for being looked as the solution giver. Ah, Then, on May 31st, 6.05 p.m., I came up with this memo. I call it Memo from the Pastor. I shared the above quote in the series I preached on walking in the fullness of his power. That was a series I did for many weeks in 2015. I said, my goal is to magnify the word of God and the God of the word in every member of the House of Hope. I do not want the word of God to take a lesser place or the second fiddle, but supreme. I do not want any member to seek another source apart from the word for the solution to their life issues. I want everything else in their lives to take source from the word. I want everyone under my bishopric To have a high view of God's Word. I want the Word to take center stage and determine our creed, deeds, and action. I want the Word to be the first consult. I want every member, irrespective of age and status, to be biblically minded. I want to be known and remembered. As a pastor Who esteems the word of God above anything else And directs the people to the word And not to myself For answers I want the house of hope to be known as a place Where people have a high regard For the word More than anything and anyone I want the word to dwell richly in every member young and old in all wisdom. I want every member to exude God's wisdom. I want every member to operate with covenant intelligence, CQ, and enjoy peace and rest all their days, irrespective of what they are going through, because the word of God is enough. This is my heart's desire and expectation. We shall come to pass in Jesus' name. In fact, I'm beginning to see the fruit in the remnants. Dear Moody said something very profound. Listen, this, this is how I'm going to preach today. And I'm going to give you, you know, access to some resources. The quicker you learn, and so you have to listen very well. The quicker you learn to feed yourself, the better. The quicker you learn to feed yourself, the better. Hallelujah. I peer it down deep in my heart. Any men and women who have been attending some church or chapel for, say, 5, 10, or 20 years, and yet have not learned to feed themselves. What we need as Christians is to be able to feed ourselves. In the message I delivered at the convention last year. World convention, I believe this year. Living the word. Living the word. I said, the Christian life is not to be run by feelings, emotions, and personal will. But by the word of God. Hallelujah. If the absolute word of God cannot checkmate you, you are becoming wild. Also, the church of God is not to be run by feelings, emotions, and personal will, but by the word of God. A church that cannot submit to the authority of the word of God is a social club. We live in a world where people really don't respond to authority very well. Our whole world kicks against authority, but the Bible is the absolute authority. It's absolutely sufficient and efficient. To its authority, we must all bow. Amen. It is the supreme authority of the Supreme One. End of quote. Amen. Then about living the word, I said, Living the word is the result we seek. Not just preaching and teaching the word. Preaching and teaching that do not lead to living. Living. Is useless to the kingdom. It destroys as it builds. Alleluia. The Christians that live the world, listen to me. The Christians that live the word are the most dangerous type to attack by the devil, because they are impenetrable. Alleluia. True, true. Alleluia. Now, when I say living the word, is abiding in the word. It is allowing the word to dwell in and rule our lives in all wisdom. It is aligning our ways and conducts with what the word says. It is living by the book. It is ordering our steps by the word. It is coming under the sanctifying influence of the word. It is standing with the word against the word. It is thinking biblically. To living biblically, it is consulting with the word before acting, speaking, and writing. It is living a word driven life. About personal study. Have a Bible reading system from Genesis to Revelation. Drawing life application for total transformation. Like J.C. said, it takes a whole Bible to make a whole Christian. Yeah. <laughs> like Charles Spurgeon said, every Christian should study the Bible until his blood is be blind. Horace yeah. like, Gritley said, it is impossible to enslave mentally or socially a Bible-reading people. You cannot tell a Bible-reading person to go and eat grass. No, no. You cannot tell a Bible-reading person to off herself, you know, to receive prophecy. No, no, no. It is impossible to enslave mentally or socially a Bible-reading people. The principles of the Bible are the groundwork of human freedom. Like Henry H. Hurley says, if we neglect the habit of reading the Bible, we go to church spiritually starved. We will look to the church to fill our empty souls. Moreover, we will be disappointed because the church cannot fill the void. We create by neglecting the word of God in one or two hours on Sunday morning. Like Warren Wisby said, I have yet to meet a strong, fruitful Christian who ignores the Bible. We must daily spend devotional time in the Word, seeking the mind of God. We must also study the Word regularly, in a disciplined way, so that we better understand what it teaches. And in Australia, in the message... I thought on contending for the faith just in October. Limit your second-hand revelation exposure to 20%, and 80% personal labor in the world. That is how to grow organically. You cannot contend with another man's capacity. You must build yours. Uh, you 80% hearing messages on YouTube and 20% personal labor in the word of God will not take you very far. Change it around. 80% your personal labor and 20% other sources. A devotional study of the scriptures that is not followed with rigorous study of the scriptures might lead to ACGC's. That is making the scripture mean what you want it to mean, rather than what it means. But true study, you compare your inspiration with the general assembly of the saints, both in biblical and contemporary history. It is not a new faith. But one once delivered to the saints... And you need to seek what has been delivered to the saints that have gone before to judge what you are receiving as the truth accurately. There must be an apostolic filter to avoid heresies. You know, this faith didn't start with you. Alright? So when you are doing your devotions and that thought comes to you about that passage of the scriptures, jot that down. But go and read You know, commentaries, go and read some other sources to really find out whether you are in line. If not, you begin to make the scripture to mean what you want it to mean, rather than knowing the original intent of the author. And that is the beginning of heresies. And that's why D.L. Modi said something profound. Listen, he said, I would rather take my concordance and gather passages on sanctification and sit down for four or five days and study them than have men tell me about it. I'm tired and sick of people following men. I know you have many, many men that you are following on YouTube. sit down for hours and after that you feel spiritual sometimes you feel proud and you begin to judge men by the second hand revelation of others your, your mind is full of second hand revelation but you are not growing organically and you begin to pick up doctrines here and there And you call that spirituality? You know, every time we want to do Pastors' Day, I have I have a custom. I read the pastoral epistles: First Timothy, Second Timothy, and Titus. Every 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 time we want to do Pastors' Day, but this year is a little different. I stayed on Titus, and you know, and I was studying Titus with. A particular advanced commentary, the New Testament commentary. And when I got to Titus 3:3, 3, 3, said, For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Huh? Then I pay attention to you know what the commentary said. I want you to listen. I'm just telling you how to study. So said, one of its most soul destroying manifestations is envy. An evil, which probable entomology, entomology means the, you know, the of of, you know, uh, meanings of the Greek word implies, causes one to waste away. So, in other words, when envy is in your life, you are wasting away. You might pretend that you are just attacking people unnecessarily. You are just wasting away. Our English word envy is from the Latin invidio, meaning to look against. That is to look with ill will at another person because of what he is or has. Look at it. Jealousy, it has been said, is afraid of losing what you have. So, you are jealous of what you have. But envy hates to see another person have something. Thus, Mr. A is jealous of his own honor and is envious of Mr. B's superior skill. So, when envy is in your life, you are wasting away. That is, that, is, that, is, that is the purpose of study. <laughs> See, the only sure way to experience authentic Christianity, pay attention to this authentic Christianity is through first hand acquaintance with the Word of God. Yeah. Don't just let a friend, a DVD, Remember. video, you know, YouTube and everything. Or a blog Tell you what the Bible says Read and study it yourself If you do You will gain authority from your personal ownership Of scripture That will stabilize And direct your life Even if the people around you Are lost In a fog of spiritual confusion You are not confused you know, you pick doctrine here and there, you pick doctrine there and there, you are confused. You don't even know what you believe anymore. Howard and William Hendricks about transformation. Authentic Bible reading and study should end in progressive transformation and Christ likeness. Howard Hendricks said something the Bible was not written to satisfy your curiosity but to help you conform to Christ's image. Not to make you a smarter sinner, but to make you like the Savior. Not to fill your head with a collection of biblical facts, but to transform your life. Pay attention to this. I'm D.L. A man was sat down to read the Bible for an hour each evening with his wife. In a few evenings, he stopped in the midst of the reading and said, Wife, if this book is true, we are wrong. He read on, and before long, stopped again and said, Wife, if this book is true, we are lost. Riveted to the book and deeply anxious, he is still read on and soon exclaimed, Wife, if this book is true, we may be saved. There is hope. It was not many days before they were both converted. That means reading this scripture alone can transform your life. If you read it with a genuine heart. And they went on to say, "Listen, let a man feed for a month on the promises of God, and he will not talk about his poverty and how downcast he is and what trouble he has day by day. Because your life will be filled with the glory of God." What about new revelation? New revelation, New revelation? On October 10, 7.05 a.m., the Lord wrote this in my heart, Christians are not searching for truth. The absolute truth, as in Christ Jesus, is contained in the scriptures. All we do is search for the truth and align. We have a stable and absolute reference point. It does not shift. It abides forever. And the Lord wrote this in my heart. Avoid doctrinal bascliding. When God has blessed you with wheat, don't embrace chaff. It's, it's amazing to see what people say today. Because you, you pick doctrine here and there. It's, ah, somebody who has a firm foundation, you can go so low. Like we read in Ezekiel, dreams, visions, all these esoteric manifestations, philosophical ideas, metaphysical permutations, Eastern religion. You can descend so low. That is doctrinal bascliding. Syncretizing the amalgamation of African religion and the Bible. <laughs> I was in a nation, I won't mention that nation. And and somebody was there to to, you know, the minister was called. And when I heard what he was saying, I said, huh, is this African religion or what? <laughs> and immediately after I asked him, you know, I, I said, oh, I had my master's in African religion. I said, I could see that in this one. He <laughs> came to a point, another one, is said, oh, God of iron, <laughs> uh, oh, and you'll be manifesting now. Uh, I "Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Syncretism. The prophet who has a dream, let him tell a dream. And he who has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the shaft to the wheat? Says the Lord. God will not judge you by what any man says. But by what his word says. So you had better know what the word says. Because that is what determines your faith. October 10, 2023. 8.03 a.m. Lord, I pray this prayer to God. And I want to share it with you. Lord, open my eyes to behold the truth in scripture. And make it the object of my labor. Instead of looking around for something new. That is not absolute, but relative and subjective. What about difficult passages? A man once said to an infidel... The mysteries of the Bible don't bother me. I read the Bible as I eat fish. When I'm eating fish and come across a bone, I don't try to swallow it. I lay it aside. And when I'm reading the Bible and come across something I can't understand, I say, there is a bone. And I pass it by. But I don't throw the fish away because of the bones in it. And I don't throw my Bible away because of a few passages I can't explain. Even the man standing before you now, I don't understand everything in the Bible. For anything I don't understand, I put it aside. I put it aside for later. And I taught you in 2020 about the perspicuity of the scriptures. The perspicuity of the scripture says that everything you need for life and godliness is plain. In the scriptures, it's plain. You don't need anybody to explain it to you. It's plain. That's the principle of perspicuity. So you, you are without any excuse before the Lord. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call upon his name and you'll be saved. Don't say, oh. I don't know where Cain got his wife. Will, will that save you? <laughs> and then you are making research on, on, you know, looking for the wife of Cain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've heard about the, you know, the, the Battle of Amagadon and Gog and Magog. Where, where will that lead you? Yes. Repent. Repent. Yes. And believe the gospel, yeah, that's plain. Oh, can I have a shout of Amen? Somebody when one comes to a passage that is difficult to understand or difficult to interpret, instead of ignoring it or rushing to some learned friends or some commentary, lay it aside before the Lord and say, Lord, you are the author. Give me understanding. What about different translations? Read from different translations, too. Use parallel Bible for understanding. All right? And we have many, you know, many websites that you can go, you know, to learn about, you know, you can read the Bible using translations. But you have to be very, very careful of paraphrase translations to make sure that it's in line with what you have read. What about listening? What about listening? When you listen well... You won't have problems understanding the scriptures. Many lack understanding because they are poor listeners. Many lack understanding because they are not listening. Yeah, they are not listening. And on content for the faith, I, I said this in Australia. As the teacher labels to produce and deliver the word, the receivers must also labor on the word delivered to get understanding and be transformed. You don't hear the word of God and you just throw it away. How many times have you taken the tape and you listened again and again and again? Listen for seven times to get understanding of that word. As the man of God labored, sometimes it takes 30 hours or 40 hours. For example, the teaching that I did in Australia took me more than 70 hours to prepare. And on my way, on my way there was another teaching I could not get to. It took me more than 35 to 40 hours. To From here to Australia, you know, I, I was reading throughout. And people around me, they say, ah, do you think you're going to finish this book between here and Australia, I said, "Don't worry." <laughs> Some people think that we just come here and we just... Uh, well, all that's going, uh, but I don't do that. The Bible says, "Study yes, yes. to show yourself approved." I honor you people so much than to just come here and rattle. Mm. The destiny of men are on the line. I, I study to show myself approved under God. So if I labor on it, my labor will not deliver to you. You have to labor on my labor for you to be blessed. And that is where we have the problem today. Ever learning. We're not coming to the point of truth. You come to the point of truth about what you have had through your own labor on that truth. Oh, I want to repeat that statement. Oh, I said I'm not going to do any of my hermeneutics. What about books? Read books that will direct you to the Bible. Read books that will direct you to the Bible. Read solution tools. Consult with the word first. There are books that you read that will not lead you to the Bible. But read books that will lead you to the Bible. What I'm doing right now, I've done it in the past. A little why I always do this. Quick scripture reference for counseling by John G. Cruz. Some people would have been in this church for a time. You know that I have recommended this to you. In this book, you will see references. You have subject guide. Adultery, affliction, children, church discipline, laziness, lying. If your problem is lying you open it, it will give you scriptures that talk about lying. By the time you read all the scriptures, you'll be delivered. Yeah. If it is anger, you, you put it there and the first thing you read there is anger lies in the bosom of a fool. So if you are always angry, you're a fool. Oh, I didn't say that, but the scripture says it. Yeah. If you have problem with depression, read the scriptures that talk about it. There's another one I recommended for the workers. This this is an advanced one. Christian Workers Handbook. Billy Graham Association. All right? I bought it when I went to South Carolina. You know, everything. any problems of life. This one is, you know, even HIV was there. You know? Okay? The Bible. The authority of the word of God. Depression. Everything. What you do. And when you get delivered, how you can deliver other people? The problem we have is that many of us don't want to labor. We want quick fix. (laughs) Read books that will take you to the Bible. There is a book I recommended many years ago, Bible Study Methods by Rick Warren. That's an excellent one for you to study. This one, Divine Mentor. Oh yeah, Divine Mentor. Divine Mentor. Read it. This one, Living by the Book. Read it. It will lead you to the word on how to study the scriptures and how to get the best from the scripture. Saints, I want to be remembered. I want to be remembered as a pastor that directed the congregation to the Bible to read it, study it, and be transformed by it, live it, and share it again and again. I know by experience that you cannot compare an hour with this book under the tutelage of the author to seven hours of second-hand revelation. You can't. You can't. When you're hearing, you're hearing, you're hearing, you're, you're not laboring. This is what I want you to do. practice something. Practice something. Look at the, the, the highest number of hours or number of hours that you have spent hearing a message. Maybe it's four hours or five hours. Then shut it down and study the Bible on your own for five hours. And note the difference. Selah. And read it again and again and again and again. There was a time I was in my office here. You know, I just, I just, I just opened a passage of the scripture, one, one verse of the scriptures. The spirit of the Lord just came upon me, and I dwelt with that scripture on my knees for seven hours. And by the time, by the time I feel it, my my body was just full of light. You can't compare that with hearing a notable speaker for seven hours, because that is organic. What about passion for the word? I received a message from a prophet sent to this house many years ago, but who slept in the Lord. I believe this year, Reverend Frank Plummer he sent a lot of messages to me. Accurate, prophetic words. Let me read one that is sent to me on May third, twenty twenty. He said, "I appreciated your message on the E." That He that dwelleth. I have to admit that for a long time I was on the front porch of the secret place, when I should have been dwelling in the secret place. When I was there on the porch, I had the many accolades. A man who have been, been in ministry for thirty for thirty years, been with you know cream doula cream in the society. I had the many accolades. And so many things happen in ministry. But one day I said, I am not reading the word for myself. I was getting revelation from books and other men of God. But I was only getting Bible revelation from what I could remember. And over time, the memory of the scriptures became inaccurate. I needed to dwell in the secret place. I have to admit that since we have moved to Baltimore, I have found a greater relationship with the Lord and a greater appreciation for my healing. I'm also so grateful to God for sending me to House of Hope because I have found that House of Hope has changed my life for the greater good. My prayer life is better. My witnessing is better. My whole life is better. And I'm devouring the world. Much more than ever before. Amen. There is a difference. Between the recreated man. And the dwelling man. And for sure. his fruit will show the difference. Amen. Thank you for letting the Lord use you. I have been greatly blessed. By that message. And we carry it with me. In the days, weeks and months. Ahead. But now the message has carried him to the bosom of our heavenly father. That is how I want to be remembered. I know that as a man, if I don't, if I talk like this and I don't dwell on fatness, I don't, no, no, yeah. It has a cost in ministry. It has a cost. The cost of people not liking you Because they think that you are not you are not caring. Sometimes the cost of people not even giving because they believe that you know you give to people that are blessing you. But God said I'm going to give you pastors according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So what are you looking for? As I end, what are you looking for? A word? Oh, I need a word. Huh? What are you looking for? An experience. Let me tell you this. If all you want is an experience all the time. You just want to feel. You just want to feel. Be very careful. Be very, very careful. Because you will never be satisfied. You'll be looking for something. Something higher. Something higher. I don't look for anything higher than the word. I have to tell you. I don't look for anything higher than the word. Because the word of God is exceedingly broad. What are you looking for? A man of God? (laughs) a man of God and then you you, I said I'm not going to be what are you looking for an interpretation an interpretation and most of the things people call interpretation you know today they're just butchering the word It's exegetical because when you read the Bible yourself, you locate the meaning. I will never forget, you know, one of our sisters came to me. We invited a a person to preach, you know, at the convention, and and the man just butchered that scripture. Ah, it was tough. Uh, uh, And the lady came to me Pastor, Pastor, I don't think this scripture means what is. Um, between, the, I, I can't say, <laughs> and I want to protect the minister. I think God gave me a word. God gave me. A, I'm not going to tell you that word. <laughs> so, so you know, people will just take the word of God out of context, and people say, "Ah, that's deep," because you don't know. What do you need? A prophecy? As I said, I'm the this child, you don't prophesy. <laughs> and, and it has come to a point where we say, should I prophesy? Say, Prophesy! <laughs> so it, it has become something you you manufacture. The <laughs> prophecy. The word of God is the sure word of prophecy.
0: That's
1: why we allow you to read the scripture through. Look at real prophecy from the word of God. Ezekiel, Jeremiah, they're talking about the situation of people and in their relationship with God. Not all these felt needs. God will meet your need. Oh, I said God will meet your need. Know him. Know him. Unless you discover that all you need is in Christ through the word, you will not be stable you will not settle. And you will not have peace. Because if you get out of one problem today, another one will come tomorrow. As long as you are in this place, you have to know, your roots must touch the ground. So, this, something that I call the song of a shepherd came to me last week and I penned it down use it to conclude when you abide in the word of God I call it the song of a shepherd when you abide in the word you become a wonder to many and a sign to both the devil and others you are insulated against the forces of wickedness you live in the bubble of his grace quoted by the word impenetrable to the devil and his court you enjoy unlimited freedom all round peace unspeakable joy a controlled environment well secured and illuminated you live by his mercies and not at the mercy of individuals you are well watered and you bear fruit all year round no dryness, no dirt, no barrenness. Your steps are ordered and your life is error free. Your emotions serve you but do not lead you. Your mind serves you. Your mind serves you but does not lead you. Your will serves you but does not lead you. You are in alignment and so your path is straight. You dine with the king of kings daily. So no other prepared food is as delicious as the meal produced in your heart through your labor by his spirit. It is organic and customized according to the recipe ordered by the king. This is the part I have found. It is the song given to a shepherd. I wish the sheep under me would subscribe to the same and not subscribe to a lifetime of processed meal. May it be so. Conclusion. Listen to this very well. Your pastor being next to your Savior is a standard too high for me. Your pastor being next to your Savior is a standard too high for me your pastor being next to your savior is a standard too high for me I cannot meet up with it I would disappoint you but the word is near you (laughs) even in your mouth and in your heart the word of faith which we preach so I commend you to God and to the word of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Read the Old Bible, Old Bible repeatedly. You need to familiarize yourself with the Scriptures so that you can detect error, young people. And listen to me: if you feel that God has led you into the ministry, you you have that sign that God is calling you into the ministry. You cannot be ready. If you do not study your Bible, if somebody says, Oh, what can I do? God has called me into the ministry. I said, Study the Bible again and again and again. I read the Bible again, a particular Bible. I I wrote everything that the Lord has given to me in that Bible. I lost it many years ago in DC. When I take that Bible, oh, yeah, I know where I'm going. If If you know that God has called you, read the Bible again and again and again. In one of our meetings, Jiho asked, you know, top, top leaders of government, said, how many of you have read the Bible through? And again, he said, how many of you have not read the Bible through? And many top leaders raised their hand, who has been in ministry for years, and they have not read the Bible true. So that means it's possible for you not to read the Bible through And be in ministry. But you'll not be teaching the whole counsel of God. Balance devotional reading with diligent study. Memorize the scriptures. Get full of scripture and then you can't help but say it. Develop your library. That's where I want to really develop your library. Today, many Christians don't have library in their house. I'm not talking about big one, just a shelf. And you, you have there your Bible, either the King James Version, New King James Version, NASB. You have parallel Bible there. You have Bible concordance. You know, this is a concordance. This is a big one. You have small ones. All right? This is a big one. And as big as it is. Is under $40. Where you have every subject in the scriptures there. Where you, and where you can find. And the Hebrew and the Greek word. You find it there. Another one is Bible dictionary. You have a Bible dictionary. A Bible dictionary get, gets you to know. You know some particular things in the word of God. There is this treasure of scripture knowledge. You read it; everything about the word of God is there. You have a Bible handbook. Handbook will tell you everything about a particular book of the scriptures. And then you have the Bible classics, like you know what I've recommended to you. These little, the little things. Just have that on on, the, on 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 your on your on your shelf. Where you do your mini study, you can do it. Uh, Some people say, "Well, I'm not a pastor, and I don't plan to be a pastor." No, 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 no. That is the normal Christian life. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Budget for capacity development in 2024. Make it part of your goal. We're going to have you know a week dedicated. Make it a goal. That you want to develop yourself, you want to raise the bar of your spiritual life. The men of God that you are running after, this is what they do. And the goal of God is to make you do them. Beware of resources and programs you expose yourself to. Don't be a program driven Christian, be a purpose driven believer. I don't know what 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 you are looking for, and you 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 have ten prayer lines that 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 you are you are running. Ten prayer line. You don't even have rest. After ten hours of work, there is another prayer line. After that one, there is another prayer line. There's another prayer line, and then you go to work the following day tired, blood pressure rising, because you don't sleep, and God gives His beloved sleep what are you looking for when you have everything? From pro- one program to another program to another program to another program. It's as if, people, you know, some Christians, they have been baptized with program. And so they, they don't spend time with the, with the word. Seven hours prayer, seven hours prayer, seven hours vigil, seven hours vigil. Try seven hours vigil in your own room. And you'll see your, your spiritual capacity. So you, so you, you roll your, either you roll it here or you, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> no peace. Going from program to doesn't make you spiritual. I'm telling you. There is, you you go there, you you hear this, you hear that. You don't even sit down to 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 read what you have heard. Use your pastor as a resource person. Use your pastor as a resource person. Maybe before I traveled, somebody came to me and said, Pastor, I do, you know, I, I, I need to improve my prayer life. Do you have some books, you know, on prayer? You know, I just, I, just, I just gave him like three or four, and I gave him two months to return my books. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at me now, praise God, yeah? <laughs> Use your pastor as a resource person. Somebody said, "Oh, I'm having teenagers. I'm having teenagers, you know, and I don't know how to handle. I do how to handle them, Pastor. Do you have some tools?" And I gave him about five books. That is how I, the people want to learn. You know, I, that's how you grow because you learn more in the process than for me to say, "I will just blow on you and then you, you but your 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 head is still empty." Limit your secondhand revelation exposure to 20% and 80% personal labor. When you see that you are going to do YouTube something, you are reading that, shut it down. Go to the secret place. Avoid the flattering of human greatness. Take Bible study and Sunday Bible school time seriously. Don't overextend yourself beyond your ability. Avoid knowledge gap. Diagnostic questions as I end this series. As I don't have the luxury of time with you. Are you not forsaking the assembling of God's children? Check your life. Are you prepared for the day? Are you transformed? Are you committed to the ministry of the world? Yes, Lord, I'm going to say that. The problem we have in our generation is because we rely on other people and we don't want to learn. I will give you a practical example. Practical example. Anytime I feel one way, the first thing that comes to me, uh, you know, after praying and everything, because there are problems that God has used people to solve. So once I said I just I just go on Google, Mayo Clinic, and, you know, read. They have a lot of, you know, journals. I just read about them, you know, do this and do that. There was a time, I, you know, my, my skin was itchy and things like that. I said, what's going on? Immediately, I just went to you something know, and they said, oh, okay. If you bath too much with hot water, sometimes it could happen. So I started, you know, playing with little codes and, and something disappeared. Instead of me, you know, just running here and there, some people, little thing, prayer mountain. Yeah. No, so, so, there, are some, there are some things. See, see, somebody who works in wisdom does not lead miracles every day, he's a miracle. I've said that to say this. When you have a situation, the word of God must be the first consult. Find the scripture that talks about that. Engage with that first and see what God will do. Oh, can I have a shout of hallelujah? To that? Oh. Are you tired of me? Never? All right, if you are not tired of me, rise up on your feet. i said that to say this. If you're having problem in your home, you're having problem, you know, with your wife, go read. 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 The problem with that is that, you know, after leaving the altar, there are some people they have never read one single book on marriage. One single book on marriage. They've never read it. Lord, I have delivered uh, what you have sent me to deliver. You know where we are in our journey. You know where we are. And I believe that you have reached us at our different levels. Oh, Father, give us the grace, oh God, to respond to this word. Let this word transform us. Let it not judge us. Let it move us from where we are to where we are supposed to be. Salvation comes through the word. The Bible says, Being born again, not by corruptible seed, but by incorruptible, which is the word of God. And if you are here today, You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He is here right now. He is here right now. All you need to say is, Jesus, come into my life and turn me around. Change me. Give me a new spirit. Give me a new heart. And I will serve you for the rest of my life. And once you do that, it gives you the power. It gives you the power to become a child of God. Just say, Where you are, Jesus, I call upon your name. Save me. And from today, I begin to serve you. I begin to study your word to know you more and more. Father, I encourage you to begin to study the Bible from the book of John, where the word of God talks about eternal life. And as you read that, you begin to see transformation taking place in your life. Oh, Father, we thank you. Let's raise up our two hands. Lord, you said that you are for signs and wonders. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I've told your people that your word is enough. Have told your people that your word is enough. That when they study your word with an open heart, they become a wonder, they become a sign, even to the devil. Like I said this morning, they become a pattern, a pattern of victory. I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that the grace to feast on the word. There's a special grace that comes. That grace to feast on the word. May that grace be your portion in Jesus' name. And I declare in the name of Jesus, any issue that you are battling with. As this month has been declared as the month of signs and wonders. I declare, receive your wonder in the name of the Lord Jesus. I declare breakthrough for you in the name of Jesus. I pray, O oh God, that you give us the grace to go back and listen to this word and study the scriptures to find out where that these things are so. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you're in the Washington, D.C. region, visit in person at our address. Please
0: subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us in our social media. God bless you.